broadcasting live, counting the days down until the end of the world, is Craft Cryptids. Can open a cold one with your two favorite brothers, conspiracies, breweries, and everything in between. It's time for Craft Cryptids. And intro. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another tasty, juicy episode of Craft Cryptids. It probably tastes like citrus. It probably does taste like citrus. So counting down to the end of the world, I don't know if many of you remember, but the world was supposed to end, well, supposed to end a lot of times, but <laughs> a lot of predictions about the end of the world, right? Um, it was supposed, there's a prediction based off of the Mayan calendar that the world was supposed to end in 2012 on December 21st, which is Jonathan's birthday, by the way. Yes, sir. I remember that. I remember like talking hella shit to you about, oh, the world's going to end on your birthday. That sucks. Like, what a great day to be born on. What are you going to do? You can't choose the day you're born on, you know? But uh, here we are. But that was years ago, too. I just read an article the other day that something happened, right? Hold on, let me crack that open real quick. Where there was a, and I don't know all the details, so this is going to be super vague. But something happened where there was a change in the calendar. I don't know, something with the Gregorian calendar or some crap. Um, and with the change. They forgot to carry the one. It, I, but that's pretty much is what happened, actually. You always got to carry the one. <laughs> that's good. That's a good um, little drop there. So I guess when the calendar changed, somehow we lost 11 days per calendar year from the change in the calendars. And so this article is talking about that the Mayans weren't wrong when the, the world was going to end, just our calendars all jacked up. So yep. on June bad 20th, conversion. Yep, bad conversion, didn't carry the one, going from the metric system to whatever it's not the metric system. I don't the know Mayan system. Yeah, the Mayan system. And uh, so 11 days were lost from every year. So technically they're saying we're not in 2020 right now. Technically, we are, should be in 2012. So June 21st, 2020 is really December 21st, 2012, which means the end is going to world. <laughs> I swear I haven't had any drinks yet. The world is going to end on June 21st, bro. So that's uh, well, six well, cheers days. Cheers to that, dude. We're in 2012. Like Just with that knowledge, think of uh, everything that we can do now. If, if technically this isn't 2020, like we know to how to avoid the coronavirus in eight years, you know? Well, no, that's not really no, how it works. That's what I heard, and that's just how it works. That's not really how it was. So, not like we're time traveling right now. Technically, we are always time traveling. We're just going forward through time. Oh. Step behind uh, the veil. <laughs> What's up, so, man? Not much, man. So I got good news and bad news this week. Um, Bad news. Yeah, give us I'm the bad not, news first, please. I'm not going to be reviewing a new beer. What? Um, but, and for a lot of reasons, most of those being I haven't been able to go buy any more beer. <laughs> but um, 
my the good news is my Tavor crate is going to be here on uh, by the next episode. So Dr. what that Grace, means for uh, our, huh? our, our folks is I got uh, – let me just read you some of, the, some of the beers I got coming my way. Chupacabra by 903 Brewers. Raspberry Sour Ale by Winding Path Brewing. Green Plastic Watering Cans by Single Cut Beersmiths. Uh, S'mores Yeti by Great Divide Brewing Company. Nice. Snuggle Bug by Smog City Brewing. That's cute. Uh, Kuiper by Black Project Spontaneous and Wild Ales, Denver, in Denver, Colorado. Out of Melee Range, uh, Summer Camp Crush, A Coffee Porter. Damn, bro. Fruit Slave. But wait, there's more. Uh, Oceans. I think I missed one in there, but yeah, I think I, I got 14 different types of beer coming, 16 beers total. Uh, I've been pushing back my crate for a minute, like, That's you know, time up. after yeah. time. But so, and I'm only really drinking these when we, we uh, record. So I am super, super pumped uh, specifically for this green plastic watering cans. Um, it's an awesome label. It's just like a red square with a green plastic watering can on it. Um, I don't know. Pretty. That sounds like a pretty cool storyboard bro but it's, it looks pretty cool so i'm stoked oh that sounds pretty good uh the snuggle bug i saw that on my tavor i'm not loading up anything right now because i have a box on its way too but that snuggle bug definitely looks really good uh looks like a talking about loading it up with 400 pounds of raspberries and 250 pounds of boysenberries yeah. um i guess it's part of a um like a it looks like it says it's a blonde sour ale loaded with fruit, basically. Interesting. Well, I am going to review a beer. The beer I have today um, is by a microbrew called Hop Fusion Ale Works. They're up in Fort Worth, Texas. The name of the beer is Feisty Blonde. Mm. If you see uh, the can, it's a blonde lady with um, silk that with sunglasses and it's all like a yellow hue at first i thought they were lemons on her eyes but it's actually sunglasses. yeah they do kind of look like lemons she looks yeah. like every stereotypical uh person going to coachella yeah good that's a good one you're right yeah. and then their slogan is this ain't your mama's blonde and you know blondes usually have lower alcohol content so when i yep. i picked this up and it's 8.27 bro pretty interesting. Oh, that's hefty yeah, that's hefty it's a for a thick blonde. blonde. Hey, couple yeah. of C's, so maybe even a K. It's a bronze golden ale combined with deeply um, aromic orange blossom honey, with a touch of pure Mexican vanilla and raw brown sugar to round out a smooth finish. I bet you why that's why the alcohol content's a little higher is because of the vanilla and sugar usually. Um, I don't know if you know, you know, the yeast eats up the sugar, turns it into alcohol. So that's probably the reason why it's pretty up there. Yeah. I mean, alcohol is pretty much just yeast fart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeast diarrhea. That's science, ladies and gentlemen. Dropping the science. Uh, so this beer was the silver award winner at the U.S. Open Beer Championship in 2017 and 2018. Oh, so um, has an average rating out of 9,000 check-ins of 3.71. Let's taste this guy. Oh man, that's good. So, blonde ales for me, I don't touch them a lot because 
the flavor profile to in my opinion is just pretty bland you know There's yeah pretty straightforward man the flavor profile of this just explodes bro it's weird it almost gives like a a cinnamon type aftertaste like it doesn't say anything about cinnamon in it but i don't know what the vanilla and brown sugar mixed together how that would yeah, that's, I can see that. That's a that's a vibe, you know. That's a cinnamon vibe for sure. Now it gives off like a, a stout taste. It's definitely nowhere not a stout. You know, it's a clear, it's a golden hue beer, and it's um, the clarity is is pretty good, and it's not a, a thick and heavy beer, but it gives me that the, the the taste notes like a stout would be super super strong taste notes. Um, I would never say imagine saying this, but it, feels like a dessert beer almost even though it's a blonde i'm impressed man um i feel like stouts are dessert beers whereas blondes are like appetizer beers if that makes any sense oh that makes total you know like the blonde is the beer you start your drinking with yeah uh so that's that's high praise man i think it sounds like good i'm gonna give it a a a four i really like it and i'm just I'm really impressed, to be honest. I wasn't expecting the flavor profile that it put out. It put out, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to oh, check yeah. that in right now to our untapped. Checked it out. Craft Cryptids on untapped. Um, taking a look at our uh, profile. We now have 89 check-ins with 86 uh, unique beers. So check us oh, out. Yeah, and after, after our Tavor crates, it's going to be well over 100. Yeah, baby. That's exciting. Professional. Yeah. I am drinking in solidarity. I am having another uh, Elysian contact haze here. Oh, okay. Um, I've been kind of good from last week. Yeah, I bought a 12-er of this for our podcast, and so that's kind of all I have left is I have another uh, five or six of these left in the fridge. But uh, they're pretty good, and uh, I will gladly drink one today on our, our show. Hell yeah. What are we uh, going to talk about today? Is it going to be a cryptid? Is it a conspiracy? Is it some paranormal shit? What do we got going on? Yeah, it's none of those. What? Uh, Craft it, cryptids always throwing them curveballs. It's, well, so you hear, like, when you hear cryptid, it's like that's short for cryptozoology. Yes, sir. I'm aware you of break, that. You break that down, right? So zoology is the study of uh, animals. Cryptid is like hidden uh, mythology. You know, folklore, mythological, mysterious, mysterious yeah. on the fringe of science, you know. Um, well, today we're talking about man-eating plants. Oh, okay. And okay. so technically it would be crypto-botany. Oh, look at you. Is that an official, yeah. official Webster's uh, dictionary word? I don't know. I think like we're almost, we're almost cryptologists at this point. Cri- me and you, right? Like... <laughs> So maybe we could coin it cryptobotany. <laughs> Let's but, write a letter uh, to Oxford Dictionary. Who's <laughs> who's the more renowned dictionary? Oxford. Oh, Merriam-Webster for sure. They have a hyphen. Oh, the hyphen definitely. Yeah, Oxford in like England maybe, right? But yeah, uh, red coats. I actually goes down with yeah, the red coats. Yeah, sorry for like two of our listeners in the uk but uh no but they're not red coats anymore we don't know where in the uk you're from maybe they're all true maybe, maybe from, ireland. Uh, ireland or um scott i guess scotland is part of the uk sorry i mean ireland sorry. is part of the uk as well but 
mm, not the Republic of Ireland. It's its own country. Anyways, I'm not here to get all geography that, ta- bro. I'm, type- I'm uh, tapping my head. So man-eating plants. Like when I think of man-eating plants, the first thing I think about is uh, George Moranis. Is that his that actor's name? Who's anus? <laughs> I'm... What's the actor's um, name from Honey, I Shrunk the Kid? No clue. That's before. That's a little. That's like not before my time, but it's right at like my early age. I have no idea his name. Um, I'm. It's Rick Moranis. I was close. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Come on, stop it. He he was in the movie <laughs> um, Little Shop of Horrors, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. With the I've man eating that. plants. Come on, I mean, I've I'm seen that play. I've seen that play. Yeah, I've those, seen that play too. Those plants look like the uh, the plants in Mario. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like they yep. got like they're like red and they got teeth. Uh, bada, yeah, so bada, bada. <laughs> man, bada, bada, bada. An all time. Remix. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. No, anyways, so what? There are a couple of different uh stories about carnivia- carnivorous hmm. plants. Plants that eat meat, I should say. So they uh, only eat meat? Yeah, I mean, like think of like a Venus flytrap. Like they're they're carnivorous plants. Uh so yeah, they yeah. um, you know, like the fly goes and hits the the flower is snapped shut, and this is this is my degree at work right now. By the way, what you about to hear? <laughs> the these Venus flytraps are native to tropical areas where there's a ton of plants that are like competing, right? So one of the one of the uh, chemicals they need is uh, nitride in order to uh, survive, and to, you know, just like how we need chemicals in our body, just how like you and I need beer. To function right right uh so there's not enough of that because their roots are too shallow so instead they you know the fly will come they close the flower the fly will rot in there uh die and rot and that's where they get their night their nitride from ah, i always uh, wondered about that so the, it dies and it rots there's not like some enzymes that the plant releases that disintegrates it or anything um there might be i think there might be like some sort of sap or fluid but like fluid. ultimately they're trying to like absorb the the night nitrogen Nitrates. through uh sounds through like we need to fact check you bro you don't look I'm too pretty close i'm really. pretty close on that sorry i was i got real i got real deep thinking about plants right there um <laughs> so what's up let's talk about these man yeah, yeah. so the Where first man eating plant i want to talk about is known as the carnivorous tree okay um, okay and it's also known as the man eating tree Okay. And its its first report of this tree comes out of Madagascar in 1881 from a German explorer named uh, Carl Leach. Carl Leach, one of the two. Uh, hmm. And so he he's on the island of Madagascar, supposedly like cataloging, um, you know, all the plants and animals in Madagascar, and specifically he's uh, meeting with these this tribe uh, who call themselves the Makoto. And so uh, according to Carl Leach, he says that he, he witnessed that the tr- on multiple accounts, the Makoto tribe like periodically sacrificing a member of the tribe 
or a prisoner from a different tribe to this huge tree on the island, um, specifically during like periods of drought, disease, or death. Imagine, it's- bro, <laughs> you're that guy. Like, hey, the, the chief comes up to you. No, we'll say the assistant chief, right? We'll use yeah, yep. assistant, assistant chief. chief. Yeah. Uh, hey, bud, you've been a member of this tribe your whole life. You're 13 now. You're becoming you're a man. man. Um, and, you know, we really think that you could uh, really add some skills to this tribe and really, really bring something that's going to be great for us. Um, here's the thing. We don't have any prisoners right now. We'd prefer to use a prisoner. <laughs> we don't have any. So we want to feed you to this plant. You're in? If you survive, you're set, dude. Absolutely golden if you survive. And if you don't, you don't have to worry about it, you know? like Right. You don't survive? Well, your name's going to be etched into the annual sacrifice log. And yeah. you'll always be remembered, man. Never forgotten. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, there's only one entry. Uh, from Carl Leach about about this plant and it's, it's as follows the slender delicate palps with a fury of star serpents quivered a moment over her head then as if with instinct and demonic intelligence fastened upon her in sudden coils round and round her neck and arms then more awful screams and more awful laughter rose wildly to be instantly strangled down again into a gurgling moan the tendrils one after another like great green serpents with brutal energy and infernal rapidity, Rose retracted themselves and wrapped her about in fold after fold, ever tightening with cruel swiftness and savage tenacity of anacondas fastening upon their prey. Damn, that sounds brutal. Yeah, so pretty pretty intense. And I guess it sounds like they they mostly sacrificed either prisoners or like a classic, like, uh, you know, young woman to to the tree so and it sounds like the way it's being described like i'm imagining almost like octopus tentacles coming yeah, from the plant kind exactly of. not and, uh, not with suckers but you know but no i think like i imagine it with like kind of spikes almost right like, yeah because star shaped it makes me think of spikes at the tip and then totally just the tip so the next time that this uh, Madagascar manatee tree is mentioned is uh, in 1924 by Chase Osborne. For my trivia folks out there who didn't know, Chase Osborne used to be the governor of Michigan. Whoa, man. Whoa, no way. And that's Ozzy Osborne's great-grandpa, right? Yeah, and that's fact. Yeah. Um, so he he writes a book called Madagascar and the Land of the Man-Eating Tree. Hmm. Um, where he just he talks about um, Carlish and this man-eating tree, and specifically a lot about in depth about the Makoto tribe. Um, and he ends it with just saying, "I do not know whether this tigerish tree really exists, or whether this blood-curdling stories about it are pure myth. It is enough for my purpose." if its story focuses your interest upon one of the least known spots of the world. Um, so once his book was about Madagascar in general, obviously back then really not, not much is known about it. There's no internet to just Google what is Madagascar, right? Wow. Real quick. You could get the hardcover version of that book on Amazon. There's only one left in stock. $94. That's oh. pretty expensive. Now paper, 
paperback. There's one paper. Whoa, we're in the wrong business, bro. You could get the paperback version on Amazon. It's eight hundred and forty-seven dollars. You gotta, we gotta think the paperback version is probably more rare, right? Like the it has to so. be for that price because usually hard covers are more expensive. So this must be purely. We need to go into the business of writing very obscure books from hundreds of years ago, right? And then hoping when we <laughs> die, they get they're scarce yeah. and sell for a lot. This was originally published in eighteen seventy one. It says. Good times. <laughs> yeah, man. So that is that. So there's a couple of uh, – that's really the whole story of the Madagascar Manatee tree. Uh, but there's a couple of naysayers. Um, one huge fact is that there, other than this report, uh, other than this book, that is, there's no other report of Carl Leche or the Makoto people ever existing. Weird. Um, and they've never found a Manatee tree in Madagascar. So uh, that's kind of it with that story, but I thought it was cool, a cool one to to open it up to. Um, kind of going forward in the future is another uh, cryptid um, plant called the vampire vine. Oh, hell yeah. I like that already. Double that, V. Double V, baby. Given to you by the double Vs. Whoa. Ooh, dude. It's like, we, it's like we planned that. Mind blown. We plan, every, <laughs> we plan everything on this podcast, Yes, right? sir. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so it's 19. No, it's not. Go back even farther. Close your eyes. It's 1891. You're walking in a field. You, uh, what, what was invented in 1891? Telegram. Let's see. Uh, in 1891, you see your first escalator, and it is blowing your mind. Man, you cannot believe the things that you've seen in 1891. Uh, they had escalators then? The zipper. You, you oh, got your first pair of zip-off the pants. The zipper was a game changer, except for, do you think, like, the first couple zipper guys, like, there's some ball damage that went on? Oh, for sure. Major I, ima- ball I imagine damage. zippers were initially used for like bags, though. You think it was, they were on clothing first? I don't know. You're the one that just told me about Look, it. So, 1891, and your mom thinks it's a bad investment, but you have bought so many zippers. Yeah, they you probably think- don't even have them on anything. It's just probably cloth that you zip together. Like, look, it's yeah. a zipper. <laughs> Uh, you think that somehow this is going to be revolutionary. You don't know how yet. And that's when you hear this story about the <laughs> vampire vine. After you've been talk, you've been dreaming about ways to use your zipper. So naturalist Dr. Dunstan returns to the UK. And he's been out abroad in Central America studying the uh, flora and fauna for two years. Um, you know, he's got a lot of great stories. He's been in Central America for two years. He's seen a lot of cool insects, seen a lot of cool animals, seen a lot of Zippers. cool plants. He's never seen a zipper. He comes back to the UK <laughs> in, 19, in 1891. He's like, what, what the hell is this? You're just two fabrics or one? What? This is uh, the devil's work. Right? Um, so the first story he tells uh, on his return is about his time spent in uh, Nicaragua. 
Nicaragua. I can't say it. Well, I was, this is really embarrassing now. Um, Nicaragua. I can't say it either. <laughs> it feels like I'm three years old trying to say that word. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find us. So, um, craftcryptids at gmail.com. If y'all could hook <laughs> us up with a free Hooked on Phonics subscription, please give us like yeah, some code. It's Nicaragua. There okay. you go, buddy. There you go. Just say it fast. I, I, had to listen say it slow. To, I had to listen to somebody else say it <laughs> um, live. So, he comes back and he is talking about these great lakes that he spent quite a bit of time at. Um, and so, he's in these great lakes. He is. He's looking for uh, this specific insect that he's never he's never found before. Uh, when suddenly he hears his dog and traveling companion whimpering. Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 That's Ooh. a callback. That's a callback to last episode. Okay, a little tingly. <laughs> um, so, Doctor Dunstan, he uh, <laughs> he uh, hears his dog crying and he rushes over to his dog. <laughs> And uh, he's also Hold got. Up, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little last, distracted. Here. <laughs> that last podcast, bro, with the whole dogs. I can't talk about dogs and not think about boners. Is that weird? Yeah, that sounds like. Oh you have, man, I have a problem. Like you have a, a oh. weird kink on its way. I don't oh, know. Gosh, sorry. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um. So where was I? His dog was crying, right? And him and his. Uh, he had some locals with him that were assisting him with the studies and um, they rush over to his dog and they find him uh, completely entangled in a set of fibrous root-like tissues uh, hmm. similar to a vine. Oh, okay. And so um, when they see this, all the the native peoples that were assisting Dr. Dunstan start freaking out. Um, they, they won't get anywhere close to it. They start like they start praying, uh, and finally, Doctor Dunstan is able to ascertain that uh, they call this plant the Devil's Snare, and they start telling them stories about locals who get caught and killed in his grasp. Um, Doctor Dunstan describes it as like along each fibrous root are multiple like cups, suction cups, kind of think of like an octopus. Okay. And in each suction cup was like row upon row of like teeth like spikes. Ooh. So it's like it's, it suctions on you and then the teeth probably dig into whatever it's trying to get. Ex- exactly. And so uh he he said unfortunately he wasn't able to get his dog out and um his dog was completely drained of blood. Um and there really wasn't much that he could learn about the plant cuz it was so it was so uh difficult right like he couldn't uh he couldn't like cut into it to see the inside of it at all um he couldn't like really study it because it was just full of these sucker cup uh apparatuses with you know <laughs> these these thorns on them so he goes Good back band name the sucker cup apparatus hell yeah and their first their first album was called the man-eating tree <laughs> uh but he 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 goes back to the UK and that's the first story he, he tells. So there's not a whole lot of that. Now talking about sucker cup apparatus, that makes me think of for whatever reason, the Mars Volta and um, wasn't their lead singer also an actor? No. 
Am I thinking of the wrong? The guitarist um, made a couple movies, but no, he wasn't an actor at all. Nice try, though. Oh, Looks no, like no, no. 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Have you heard of Jared, like how Jared Leto has a cult right now? Um, no, he's he's a really weird dude, though. He's like super, like, what's the word? If you go, if you look up definition of narcissist, he's probably right there. Bro. He has a cult? He has a cult. Uh, I'm just pulling it up right now. It's on an island. Um, Shut up. In, I think, Papua New Guinea. And uh, his followers call him Jesus. Um, they call him the prophet. They call him the next coming of of God. So it's not uh, like a cult he leads. It's just like people no, it created is. a cult. It is. It's a cult he leads. So oh, you, can, you can look no it up way. online. It's been happening since like uh, this fall. Stop uh, it. I just looked up a picture. He's, oh my God, stop oh, it. I, I already okay. didn't like the guy, but. Sorry, he, he held the retreat in uh, Croatia for hundreds okay. of fans and proudly posted photos. Um, and he's wearing like an all white robe. Yeah, that's what I'm. Everybody at. has to wear all white. People are call- people refer to him as the prophet. Um, they refer to themselves as like followers of Jared Leto. He has like this long, long hair. He just is kind of a uh, spooky. He basically is looking like the American, like westernized depiction of Jesus. Totally. Right? The totally, long brown yeah. hair. Uh, uh, he has a beard, but the beard's like, you know, super thin. He ha- Yeah, that's weird, bro, this picture, huh? Yeah, so Jared Leto is the next uh, Jonestown. That's my thought. Wow. So um, what does that have to do with the man-eating plants? I got, I'm lost. Nothing, nothing, oh. nothing. We just found our way there. Oh, I thought uh, you were trying to. I thought you were. <laughs> no, there's no segue. There's well, then no speaking segue. of Jared Leto, uh, he got all butthurt because of Joaquin Phoenix getting that Joker role. Because Jared Leto thought he should have got it, but he. Well, then did Jared Leto do? He did a Joker, right? Yeah, he did Joker for um, what's the Suicide Squad. Oh, his Joker was and his so Joker's bad. Horrible. It's so it's, dumb. Like, it's like steampunk Joker. Like exactly, yeah. It's like if the Joker was doing a caricature of the Joker and shot that hot topic or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like had a grill and everything. It was. Uh, it was. Joaquin horrendous. Phoenix was amazing. Have you I seen still that? Uh, I still haven't seen it, dude. Uh, it is so good. I watched it twice within like back. I watched it. One night by myself, and I loved it. And I was like, Tanya, you got to watch this. And we watched it the next night. Super good. It kind of just reminds me, like, everything I've seen of it is just the meme of, like, we live in a society. Like, you know, you know what I mean? That is, maybe that's, no, maybe that's I don't know what I mean. There's just, like, there's this meme of, like, every time anyone says, like, anything, the answer is, like, well, we live in a society, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I guess, guess you have to be see there. it. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Sorry, so, man. So, plant eating. And uh, plants. Wait. Plant eating plants. <laughs> no, well, could, now that would be effed up. Whoa. Cannibalistic I mean, I guess plants? that's just called like parasitic plants. But yeah, I suppose. That's messed up. I'm bro. gathering from the story you were just telling that like these vines, it's probably like pretty thick like area as far as like a lot of 
a lot of the vines taking up a lot of space and I just envisioned the dog getting tangled up in it and every time it's trying to move it's just getting pulled deeper into it with its movements yeah and something I didn't really talk about is that you're right on it seemed like we're the last manning tree in Madagascar had like um like the ability to like like move i don't know about move but like it had some sort of action to it you know like almost like it could control its appendages yeah or something. this this definitely sounds like it's just like a plant of like a huge mass of uh of roots or whatever and like once you tank it's like quick quicksand yeah that's the more, exactly you, what I was the more you struggle the more you get tangled up in it um so i have one more uh plant story yeah buddy and Let's this is uh this is a lot more recent. So Kinky these other plants, these other two plants uh, were you know in the late 1800s. Um, this is a story from 2007. And so uh, in 2007, the residents of Padrame near uh, Kokoda in the Upendong. Oh, I know right where that is. Funny you mentioned the Patanga Drain Range. I love that place. <laughs> Best range. This is uh, so. so where I still have no clue where this place it, is at all. Somewhere in India okay. is a village. You should have went with that, bro. Somewhere in India is a village called Padrame, and uh, this is like really, I think, a story kind of right out of local folklore. It's really cool. Um, or feels like folklore brought to life, I should say. So uh, a local villager has his herd of cows out um, just grazing the forest, doing what they do. And they start going a little bit farther into the forest than he's really ever let them. He's like, whatever, man. Like, it's my Sunday or whatever. He's just being a little lazy. And uh, suddenly uh, his cows, like, start, uh, like, sprinting away like like violently sprinting towards town uh and and this um villager says he he sees the branches of a tree violently swing down pulling one of his cows off the ground like almost like a you know alligator arm in it like uh you know both branches coming on either side and just slapping it really Damn. hard right uh so he's like WTF. Right. So all his other cows are sprinting into the village. I think town is maybe a stretch to call it that. Uh, and so the local villagers are like, oh, this is weird. Like all <laughs> these cows are hella freaked out. We yeah, should go check it out. On? And so they go and um, they see that this tree is like just like really violently like attacking this cow, continually like to to squeeze it tighter and tighter. And so, like, for lack of better words, they just start beating the living shit out of this tree. Like, they're taking <laughs> anything. And it's they're like, just whooping this tree's ass? Yeah, anything they can get their hands on. Like, uh, you know, shovels, uh, like crowbars, uh, just any sort of, like, instrument. It just beat, like, just hitting the tree, tree limbs. I'm imagining limbs. Uh, Treebeard. Do you remember Treebeard from Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. It's just like a humanoid tree. Yeah. That all the trees are alive and it, the trees talking, and that'd be a good scene to be super toked up on. Could you imagine just like I'm out camping, just chilling, just chilling, opening a beer, cold one, having a a contact haze, and uh, a tree just stands up and is like, 
Hello, young one. I would, I would literally, and I, I am, I am not ashamed to say this. I would literally shit my pants. <laughs> literally. And I would just try not to move. I'd be like, maybe they can't see me. Yeah. Have you had your Space Force camouflage on? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Space Force camouflage. That's during the... All back. Speak yeah. of, speaking of Space Force, there's a Netflix show called Space Force out now. Oh. Um, with Steve Carell. Yeah, I like it. Have you, have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. We finished it. It's, I thought um, it was pretty good. Very enjoyable. Very good. It's not... Because, you know, they tried to market it like, oh, from the creators of The Office. It's nothing like The Office. Nowhere close. All. It's different type of humor. It's more like subtle humor. It's pretty funny. Uh, John Malkovich was great. In it. Yeah, I really, uh, I really liked that. I think, uh, I think Steve Carell is the man. Like, I think he's, he's always funny. He's always at least a little bit funny in everything he's in. I mean, except for, like, I guess – the big short he wasn't funny in that role i never saw that this what is about, just, uh, oh go ahead even like you ever see the movie noah's ark and it was no, like a total, he did it noah's was a total ark? it was a total ripoff of like um whatever it, almighty that, bro that, this is a total deja vu we've had this conversation and you did the same thing it's not noah's ark the it's like a so there's the almighty right i think the first one's bruce evan almighty. almighty there's bruce almighty oh, and this this one's called evan almighty oh gotcha but he acts like but he's noah right he's he's building an ark like yeah like noah is but it's called evan almighty you're welcome Anyways, i thought it was I have I, great I, steve i thought that knowledge. movie was was not that great but steve carell was great in that movie of course exactly uh but yeah you know man. my favorite my most used word is on the podcast exactly what? i say that all the time Exactly. Oh, sir. I uh, recently I've been saying certainly way too much in casual conversation. So we're like, oh, beep ba bop bop. Like, oh, certainly, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. Let's move along. Uh, yeah. Okay. So as we were talking about, these villagers are beating the living daylights out of this tree uh, until suddenly the the limbs go limp. Um. And the cow, they don't say what happens to the cow, but I imagine the cow is dead, like straight up. And so this this got some news coverage. Uh, obviously, I am, or not obviously, but unfortunately, I couldn't understand anything that was happening in because uh, it was in a different language. Because it was in a different language, and the subtitles were also in a different language <laughs> that wasn't the language that was being spoken. I think the subtitles were in Hindi, which is like the main language of India. Um, but India is obviously a huge country, and there's a lot of languages that are spoken. Yeah, I know there. And I don't, sp- and I don't speak Hindi either. So, I just <laughs> so it know help. there's Hindi. I know Punjab. I think is a language. I know maybe not. I could be wrong. I know it's a region of India, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not trying. Yeah. No man. So that's that was it. So um, the other like details there is like for years, basically, villagers around Padre um have reported like their cows returning home with like cut like random cuts on their sides uh missing tails um but that's the first time they'd ever caught like a tree straight up trying to eat grab one and eat it um and so those are the cow eating trees of uh Padrame. they're still reporting that this is happening in that region and uh it seems like it's just super remote it seems like a super easy thing to be like is this real or is it fake 
right? Like just walking yeah, the forest. Think ba, 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 maybe, ba, ba, ba. Oh, that's not a tree. That <laughs> thing must be a cow. Do you think maybe a cow just like trips on the tree and like trips no. over a root and falls onto the tree and is like trips over a tree and like jumps, jumps in the roots and is like wiggling around. That and sounds like the, are flying all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, big old udders. <laughs> That's so gross. Should have saw his face, guys. She got some freaking udders on her or that cow. But uh, no, I don't think. Um, I don't think so. I don't know, man. So that's it. Those are my three um, crypto botany stories. So I'm going to chug it to the vampire vines. Yep. Um, That's legit because I already figured it's probably like these very thick um, set of vines that is just very dense and, and deep and you, you just get tangled up in that shit and you know, it's going to dig into you with all the spikes and you're just going to get stuck there and bleed out maybe, or just starve to death. Um, the, the tree one, ah, I'm, I'm not, I'm tossing it to that. All right. I mean, there's no, cause I like to look at these like, okay, let's think of a natural explanation for something that could happen. And then, you know, you could see how people would twist it into different ways. There's no way a cow is just getting its ass whooped by a tree. And then these people are going to beat the tree's ass. That's a weird bro, scene. All I do is beat tree ass, bro. <laughs> Morning, evening, sometimes for lunch if I have an hour. Yeah, I was going to say lunch. I beat that tree booty. And then the first one, um, I'm kind of on the fence about the Madagascar um, man-eating tree. I'm going to chug it to that one, too. I think it's just a lot of uh, exaggerated stories. So two out of three, that's a full-on chug right there. Yeah, man. I think I'm going to reverse mine. I, I am right on – I'm right there with you on the vampire vine. Like, if any of these were to exist, that's the one that makes – it's not like a malicious force. It doesn't seem, like, sentient, right? Yeah, not at all. Which is big for me for, like, a plant, like – you know, like it doesn't seem like a self-aware at all. So it seems like maybe it's just like this crazy vine, you know, that uh, it would make sense why there's not a lot of them. Like these things, if there were, there wouldn't be anything for them to eat. So uh, I'm going to give that, I'm going to chug that. And then I think I'm going to toss it to the man eating tree in Madagascar just because, uh, no, okay. there's never been another record of the Makoto Peak tribe. Like this is the only. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, that's, that, that was the big highlight for me. Like, mm, this seems like a classic, like, dude trying to like say, "I I found something that wasn't there," you know? Right. And then uh, I just want the trees and the cow eating trees and Pedrami India to be real. So I'm checking into that. that I would. I want to see a bunch of dudes just like punching and kicking a tree until it's like, oh my bad. <laughs> That just reminds me of like an old time cartoon. I'm pretty sure there's a black and white cartoon where there's a tree that's like slapping some some people or like spanking them or doing something weird. I remember just at grandma's house watching a weird ass cartoon like that. Bro, it's like the book The Giving Tree, only it just gives you these hands, you know? That's the only thing it gives you. I don't know about The Giving Tree, sorry. You don't know about The Giving Tree? Oh, classic story. Such a good... You got to get Declan on the giving tree, bro. It's, uh, 
you know, the boy's got a tree and he's like, I need a stick. And the tree's like, here's your stick. And the boy keeps coming back time and time again until he's an old man and the tree is just a stump. And the tree's like, I gave you everything I had, dude. And the old man's like, well, I just need a place to sit. And so he sits on the tree. Damn, that's deep. I think I have heard of that now that you're saying that. Is that a book? Yeah, it's like a children's book. Oh, that's deep. He sits on the stump. Wow. Oh, man. Well, man. well craft cryptiders, I'd like to leave you with that thought. The man sits on the tree. And it didn't eat him. It did not eat him. <clears throat> did not eat him. And they lived in harmony. I just see, you know, the sun setting. The man's back to us on that stump. The camera's panning out. And in the corners of Empire Vine, waiting, biding his time for the old man to trip and fall. And then it ends to fades to black. <laughs> that was some good stuff. That's a little different than, than what we've talked about recently. And um, Yeah, not as many horny dogs, but... No, um, not as many horny dogs. Just some um, mean-ass trees and some weak ass cows exactly but, that might be it too man maybe these cows are just wild like they are like level one cows yeah they, they don't even cows. lift or anything yeah all they eat is like <coughs> grass you know yeah like most cows <laughs> no nah, dude level three cows they're eating like at least a couple kinds of grass you know they're eating some wheat maybe or a good a hay here and there they're not just eating this those, those level five um, cows, they straight up eat the grass that they use on baseball fields. Oh, totally. Level 10 cows eat artificial turf. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, level 15 cows, they eat artificial turf, but only the kind that is colored blue. Oh, dude, that's crazy. I one time met a level 18 cow. No, had, yeah, right. Yep, I met him, and we were sitting in a bar, and this level 18 cow walks in, and he only eats grass-fed cows. Whoa, that's, yeah. like, mind-blowing. So he gets, okay, wow. Um, the other day, uh, me and the family were out on a hike, and the hike was really steep. So you know the cow level had to be high. This cow comes by. I'm like, well, bro. You can't be lower than a level twenty cow. Like, yeah. what are you even? And sometimes doing it's rude to ask. Oh, for know? sure. You never want to. You know, it's like asking a woman how old she is. Yeah. The yeah. cow was cool. The cow was like, "Hey, I'm a level twenty three cow. Deal with it, man. Like, I'm here. I'm level twenty three. I only eat grass on the top of mountains, bro. That's why I'm up here. Get with mm. it. So it's almost like at one point he was like, "I'm gonna be a meat eater," and then they became vegetarian again. Oh, yeah, because like, he became woke, bro. Once you yeah, he became woke. Level 20 and up cows are woke as AF. I, I've never met anything above a level 23 cow, I got to be honest. I think yeah, it I, was weird. I'm on my lookout. I've heard, though, I've heard rumors that level 30 cows eat Whoa. algae. They're like they're terraforming into, like, mer-cows. Okay. Um, but they're just like, when's the last time you've seen a level 30 cow? I've never seen one. I've never myself. seen one. I've seen, yeah. well, I've seen one on TV. I mean, but that doesn't really count. Oh, yeah, TV, TV. Yeah. But that's like, you know, the professional athletes of cows, you know. And they don't tell their secrets on TV. Oh, of there's course not. not it's not a so tell-all. There's all those 11 level cows that they're trying to get, you know, all the tips. They've been in the game for so many years. And yeah. they've just always been subpar level 11s. 
But now I know this one I've never even seen on TV. I've only read about in books. The level forty-five cow. Gotcha. I heard. I heard it's just a rumor, but will only eat coleslaw from Popeye's chicken. I don't know what that's oh, about. Interesting. It's weird. I'm not even going to question the level 45. I'm not going to question the level 45. Look, sometimes I feel like a level 45 cow, if you know what I'm saying. Ah, So uh, maybe I got to get on the coleslaw diet. Um, Wow. I wonder what level cows max out at. That's... I don't. I don't have an I answer you, to that. No, you. Wait, you're lying. You have a poster right there. Level sixty cow. What's that all about? Oh, I didn't want to bring my level sixty cow into it. You know, like I didn't want to brag. And once again, it's some. I would say level sixty cow is kind of like Bigfoot. You know, there's only blurry pictures of them. And that's because of how fast they are. I don't know what they eat, but they're like the Flash. They are extremely quick cows. If you listen, sometimes at night. You'll hear the moo, but you can only hear the mm, and then they're past. They've run past you. Yeah, they're so fast. Yeah, so yeah, they're so fast. Yeah. yeah. Speed of light almost. Wow. Level sixty. I wonder though. Huh. I uh, I don't know. I I learned about this level sixty cow from you. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna make a movie about it. Well, that would be a level eighty cow. Like when's no. the cow when's the cow ever been in a movie? I don't know. I wanna know, but there's um, cows in the Chick-fil-A ads. I wonder what level cows they are. Uh, like five, six. Yeah, you know. those assholes. They're down there. They got to work for a living. Those assholes are. Um, well, that's it, man. This this nonsense brought to you proudly by Craft Cryptids. Uh, you know the draw at this point. <laughs> You've listened to like 20 episodes of Craft Cryptids at this point. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Craft Cryptids. Hit our Facebook group craft cryptids fan page um you know send us a picture of a level 13 cow would really appreciate it yeah yeah actually send us a picture of the highest level cow you've ever met um i don't know it's you know the description with the description of what it eats what it can do yeah because we got to make sure you're not lying because remember level 20 cows they don't they don't like to talk with other cows so yeah (laughs) so all right, awesome, man. We thanks will for, uh, uh, giving us another listen, and yep. um, thanks for uh, listening us talk about shit we don't really know about, but we try to, you know, think we know about it. Um, go out, grab some beers. Unless you're an alcoholic, please don't grab beers. Grab some oh. coleslaw. All right, y'all. Thanks, and uh, see you next week. We're out. I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out of focus monster roaming the countryside. Run, he's fuzzy. Get out of here. Gotta go. I have a.